So as we gather for the uh, solemnity of the Holy Trinity, we uh, hear the last words Jesus would share in the uh, Gospel of Matthew. And it's right before the Ascension. And uh, this section is also known as the, uh, the, the Great Commission. He's handing on the mission to his uh, closest disciples. And he says to them, Go make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all they have commanded you and know that I am with you until the end of time. And so there's a handing on going here. And uh, many organizations have uh, what are referred to as mission statements to give guidance and, and direction for the future. And uh, the one we hear today from Jesus, it's always been the mission of the church. And he got it to, they say a good mission statement is pretty succinct. Jesus got it down to three words. Go make disciples. And I'd like to reflect today on that important area of discipleship. It's a word we hear a lot and uh, kind of a churchy term, but it's really at the heart of who we are as, as Catholics and what Jesus asked us to be about. And the mission of the church has always been to go and make disciples. Well, what exactly is discipleship? What is, what is a disciple? We know that in, scripturally a disciple is someone who, who hear, listens to the words of the teacher, the leader, internalizes them and shares them. And uh, obviously the leader is Jesus Christ. And so we're also called to be disciples. And I, what I'd like to reflect on today are five marks of a Catholic disciple. And uh, I'd like to uh, unpack this a little bit for us today. So uh, first of all, a disciple puts Jesus at the center of his or her life. And that may sound easy to do, but we come to this world with a lot of selfishness, a lot of egotism and the wrestling match that we sometimes experience is one from Christ-centeredness, from self-centeredness to Christ-centeredness. And we don't, let, we don't let go of that center place very easily. But as we, as we do, and we allow the Lord to be on the throne of our heart and our soul, that's where that true discipleship is founded and, and where it grows. But we need humility to get there. If I could share a little story from my, my first parish when I was in the Cary many years ago. And uh, sometimes at baptism liturgies, I would, uh, to, as a way to involve those who are participating, I talk in my, share my homily, some thoughts on baptism, and then I, I would have them, uh, I had some note cards and pens, and I would have them write a prayer to the one in their family to be baptized. My prayer for you on the day of your baptism is. They'd write for a couple minutes, and I'd, I'd open it up, I'd have a microphone, and people share some very inspiring prayers and thoughts about the one who would be baptized. And I remember this one uh, baptism liturgy, this, uh, this young boy, he's probably around 10 years old. He raises his hand. I could tell he really wanted to share his, his, his little prayer for his little brother who was being baptized. And so I held the microphone in front of him and he said, my, 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 my prayer for you is that someday you grow up to be as great as me. <laughs> and, uh, so I commended this little guy in his humility and uh, at the, uh, so he was obviously joking around a little bit there, but uh, you know we, we really need to kind of like die to that to that self-centeredness, and we, we don't we don't do that very easily, so that that Christ can truly be at the center. And again, humility is a key virtue for that happening. But if we're really going to be a uh, ardent disciple of the Lord, He's got to be at at the heart and soul of who we are. Secondly, a Christian disciple is a learner, and Sadly, for, for many Catholics, 
they uh, kind of stop their learning after they get confirmed and maybe perceive that it's, it's kind of like a graduation ceremony. It's not. It's really a kind of a launching into a deeper living out of the Christian life. But uh, we're, we're, we're never too old to stop learning about our faith. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus one time said, there is only one Messiah, one Lord, one Rabbi. The rest are learners. And he was talking to his disciples, encouraging them to have that humility to keep learning and growing. And who here has complete knowledge of the scriptures, of the teachings of our church? And the Lord always has more, more to give us. And you may have opportunities out there in the world to really be able to explain to faith to someone who's searching and seeking. Someone may ask you, you know, why, why, why do you believe this? Or what, what, what does this mean? I know you're Catholic. What, why, what does this mean? And hopefully we can articulate our, our beliefs in a way that can help another person draw closer to, to the Lord and, and to the church. So we're, uh, we, we never graduate from discipleship and we're all meant to be learners and the Lord always has more to give us. Thirdly, the life of a Christian disciple bears good fruit. What does that mean? A number of months ago, we had a, a scripture where Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and you will bear much fruit. For us, scripturally, fruit is virtue. And virtues like kindness and compassion and wisdom and humility, generosity, a spirit of perseverance, a spirit of reconciliation. There's a lot of virtues. We also do battle with some vices, don't we? But as we, uh, as we grow closer to the Lord and that friendship deepens, virtue grows, grows within us. And what God does, he, he changes us from the inside out so that we can live and reflect those gospel values and those gospel virtues. And in our world, there's a lot of people, they need to experience that. And a lot of, sometimes they experience that through, through you and me. Think of the people who have influenced you in your faith life, who have helped you to grow what they probably shared with you, certainly their faith, but was virtue. And none of us does it perfectly, we all need to grow. But that's the fruitfulness that, uh, that St. Paul talked about that I think the Lord desires for, for each one of us here. Because when Jesus said, go and make disciples, he didn't say just go into your room. He sent them to share the good news. It might be at work, it may be school, wherever, or neighborhood, wherever we're at we can uh, bear good fruit and share those, uh, those biblical fruits that can have an impact in people's lives. A fourth mark of a Christian disciple is a growth in love for others. Someone one time asked Jesus, what's at the center of it all? For, uh, for the Jews, there were hundreds of religious laws and there were laws around the laws. You could get lost in the legalism. And Jesus said this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. That's right at the heart. And really this, the sign of the genuineness, the authenticity of our faith in God is really how we, how we treat others. And when you look at Jesus on the, uh, on the crucifix, he reflects the deepest love. It's a sacrificial love that's will, even willing to lay down one's life for others so that they can have life. I don't know if you saw this in the news the other day that uh, the shooting in Indiana at a middle school and a teacher who uh, really saved a lot of lives in intervening, and he ended up taking three bullets himself. But uh, what, what led him to that act of uh, heroism? I think it was really love for those, for those kids. You know, the word love, it's so uh, overused that in some ways it almost can seem meaningless. But it reflects something very, very powerful 
and a sacrificial love that lays down its life for another is the deepest kind of love. And I think as Christians, we're, we're called to have that. You know, sometimes with the kids in, in, in religious ed classes, I'll ask them, who would die for you? You know, they, you know, well, Jesus would. And so, well, who else? Who else would lay down their life for you? And they almost always come around to parents and grandparents. And those of you who are in that vocation, that role, it's challenging. But uh, it's in those relationships that we're really called to reflect the love and the light of the Lord, but even to go beyond family to others. Like that guy in Indiana, you know, he, he laid it down for, the, for those kids, really, I think, out of, out of love. So for you and for me, really the sign of the genuineness of our faith in God is how we live it and how we share it and how we reflect it. And the fifth mark of a, a Christian disciple is a spirit of evangelization. And that means, that means sharing the good news, living it through our actions and also expressing it through our words. And I find as Catholics, we, we tend to be kind of bashful in this area but when it comes to you know, the sharing of our faith. And we never want to be pushy or over, over the top, but you know, we all have opportunities where we can have an impact on others. And there might be people you work with, neighbors, even family members who may be searching and seeking and the Lord may work through you to really impact another's faith journey. And again, sometimes people have a lot of questions and there's skepticism and you may be able to articulate the faith in a way that can make sense to them. Someone with your unique personality, your talents, your vocation. But we're all called to share the, the, the good news of the Lord. And there's a lot of people in our world who desperately need to hear the good news of the gospel, who are in the tangle of addictions or in vices or struggling with, uh, in, uh, in the grip of, of some sin. And the Lord can work through us to share the good news. And the reason why we call it good news is because it brings life, it brings freedom, it brings forgiveness. And the Lord counts on you and me. You know, those first apostles, there were 11 there in this gospel today. The church started very small, go make disciples. You know, in our present time, there's over 2 billion Christians. People have shared the good news. And the Lord counts on you and me to do that. Just one last element with this gospel that I wanted to share. Jesus says, and behold, I am with you always until the end of time. He didn't abandon them. He didn't say, you're on your own now, I'm no longer going to be. The Holy Spirit was sent. The Lord is still with us. And he will give us the strength and grace we need to be his disciples, to go and make disciples, and to truly have an impact. So let us ask for that grace today. And we've been blessed with the good news of the gospel. It's the best news in all the world, and it's meant to be shared.